Hey guys, it's Emma. Welcome back to Elevated with Emma. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be my monthly book reviews and I'm going to be sharing all the books that I have read this October and the beginning of November. So I'm super excited. I've not done an episode like this at all. Um, I also haven't seen anyone else do an episode like this. So I'm just going to do a top 10 in order of my favorite books that I have read this month and last month. Yeah, let's get into this episode. So the number one book that I have read that is my absolute favorite for these past months is called The Perfect Ruin. It's by Shanora Williams, and I actually got this book because I really like the cover of it. It's sort of like beachy. It kind of has this um, palm tree sort of like summery look to it, and I was like, this is so pretty. And then I read the back, and I was like, holy shit, I need to get this book. So a brutal tragedy ended Ivy Hill's happy family and childhood. Now in her 20s and severely troubled, she barely has a life or much to live for until the day she discovers the name of the woman who destroyed her world. Lola Maxwell, the mega-wealthy socialite with the heart Miami's beloved first lady of charity. Accomplished, gorgeous, and oh-so-caring, Lola has the best of everything, and she does not deserve any of it. So it's only right that Ivy can take it all away. Little by little, Ivy infiltrates Lola's elite circle, becomes her new best friend, and plays Lola's envious acquaintances and hangers-on against her. But seducing Lola's handsome, devoted surgeon husband turns into a passionate dream Ivy suddenly cannot control. And soon, an insidious someone will twist Ivy's revenge into a nightmare of deception, secrets, and betrayal that Ivy may not wake up from. Um, I give this book a fucking 10 out of 10. I have not had a book that made me want to finish it in a day. And I am going to tell you, I finished this book in less than 24 hours. Super quick read, but... It's placed in modern day time, so the characters have iPhones and Instagram, TikTok, you know, all that kind of shit. But the thing is about this book is that the main character uses it to her advantage. I usually like books that are kind of placed um, in the past, like 1700s to 1900s, that kind of stuff. It's more interesting, but this book surprised me. I, I never thought that a modern day, like in the present book, would actually be so interesting and so good but it was this book will keep you guessing you will never know what is going to happen next just a page turner it's amazing like you guys need to read it i got this at barnes and noble where i got all of my other books and sometimes i got them on thrift books so you can get books that are significantly cheaper i have got most of my books actually from thrift books um it's an online shop and i got them for like a perfectly new book a book that's been taken care of, a book that is average, okay, maybe, a book that has a little bit more damage, and a book that is sort of destroyed but still readable, and they're so, so cheap. I recommend that if you're a bookworm and you don't really want to spend money. Perfect. Amazing. Not sponsored. I just love it. That's how I get my most of my books. So yeah, The Perfect Ruin was definitely a thriller, more of like a romance mystery. It was, it was an amazing read definitely one of my favorite books. The next book is The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. So the teaser is Anna Fox lives alone in her New York City home, unable to venture outside. She spends her days drinking wine, maybe a little bit too much, 
watching old movies, recalling happier times, and spying on her neighbors. Then the Russells move into the house across the way. A father, a mother, and their teenage son. The perfect family. But when Anna gazes out her window one night, she sees something she should not. Her world begins to crumble and its shocking secrets are laid bare. What is real? What is imagined? Who is in danger? Who is in control? In this diabolically gripping thriller, no one and nothing is what it seems. So this is a mystery, thriller, suspense sort of fiction book. And this was also another book that was just a page turner. It literally, every single chapter, had a cliffhanger. The chapters are incredibly short. They're like half a page long to maybe two pages long. Super short. It was a bigger book, but for me, I read it in like two days. This book was made into a movie. I watched the movie after I read the book and it was disappointing. I feel like the movie more disappointing than the books are. This book was so detailed. It was like a psychological thriller. You can kind of see what was happening in the character's mind. It was so good. Such an amazing read. Um, One of my top books that I've ever read also. So I'm gonna kind of maybe plop that up there on top five. Um, Definitely recommend this book. I also got this book on thrift books. The next book, if you guys are bookworms and you are sort of on book talk, which is TikTok, but for books, you might have heard of this. It's Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins. She wrote the books Daisy Jones and the Six and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, both amazing books. This is a book that was in the 1900s. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel, brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer and the other a renowned photographer and their adored baby sister Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and all over the world, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva, which is their dad. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself, who never wanted to be the center of attention because it is long past time to confess something to the brother of whom he's been inseparable since birth. Jay, on the other hand, is counting the minutes until nightfall, when the girl he can't stop thinking about promised that she'll be there. And Kit has a couple secrets of her own, including a guest she invited without consulting anyone. By midnight, the party will completely be out of control. By morning, the Riva mansion will have gone up in flames. But before that first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shape this family's generation will all come bubbling to the surface. This is such, oh my god. It, it took me a little while to get into this book because it was a little bit boring at the beginning of it. But when you got to like a couple chapters in and you got a little deeper in, oh my god, it was so good. It's more of a fiction, a little bit of romance, um, not really a lot of mystery. I'm, I'm a big mystery girl. I love my thriller and my mystery, but this book was something new. I picked it up at Barnes & Noble and I was like, I heard about this book and I heard about it being really good. And it was really, really good. So yeah, that was number two. I actually, now since I'm thinking about it, would this book would be a little bit higher up on the top 10 list. So I changed my mind. I am not doing it in order. But The Perfect Ruin is number one. That book is number one. But yeah, Malibu Rising was literally amazing. And I love the author and how she kind of takes... The one of the main characters, McRiva, and kind of transfers him throughout every single book that she's written. And the stories are not related at all, but McRiva is always in it. I just found that it was, it was just so, 
so clever to do when you're an author and you're just like, it's just like, oh my god, I read about you in the last book. So yeah, that book definitely, I'd give that an 8 out of 10. It was a little hard to get into, but it was definitely enjoyable when I got a few chapters in. The next book is Hurricane Summer by Asha Broomfield. This book has a lot of foul language, there's sexual assaults, there's a lot of triggers, but if you are a person with a lot of triggers, I would not recommend you read this book. But it was one of the most beautifully written books I have ever read. Absolutely beautiful detail. The way she described things in the book was astonishing. It was so imaginative like it, it felt like you were in the book you were a character in the book so the teaser is tilla has spent her entire life trying to make her father love her but every six months he leaves their family and returns to his true home the island of jamaica when tilla's mother tells her that she'll be spending the summer on the island tilla dreads the idea of seeing him again but longs to discover what life in jamaica has always held for him in an unexpected turn of events tilla is forced to face the storm that unravels her in her own life as she learns about the dark secrets that lie beyond the veil of paradise all in the midst of an impending hurricane hurricane summer is a powerful coming-of-age story that deals with colorism classism young love father-daughter dynamic and what it means to discover your own voice in the center of complete destruction this is a very powerful book. Very powerful. I think this book was made actually last year, so it's pretty recent, and it is a book about the present. It was a beautiful read. It was absolutely beautiful, and it was heartbreaking. I definitely caught myself falling my eyes out while reading this book and having to put this book away until the next day because I, it was just so much. There was so much going on. But this is another 10 out of 10 book. Def the next book is Stay Sweet by Siobhan Vivian. And this is a young adult romance, you know, fiction, super cute, girly book. It was something that I thought that I would never read, but when I got into it, it was impossible to stop. So this is a summer read about first love, feminism, and ice cream. So here's the teaser. Summer in Sand Lake isn't complete without a trip to Mead Creamery, the local ice cream stand founded in 1944 by Molly Mead, who started making ice cream to cheer up her, her lovesick girlfriends while all the boys were away at war. Since then, the stand has been owned and managed exclusively by local girls who inevitably become the best of friends. 17-year-old Amelia and her best friend Kate have worked at the stand every summer for the past three years, and Amelia is head girl at the stand this summer. When Molly passes away before Amelia even has her first day in charge, Amelia isn't sure that the stand can go on. That is, until Molly's grandnephew, Grady, arrives and asks Amelia to stay on to help continue the business, but Grady's got some changes in mind. This book was a really cute sort of love story. It was sort of about, you know, saving the creamery before she goes off to college with her best friend Kate. And it was a super cute, loving, you know, teenage book. It was really, really long, though. It, for me, I felt like it took sort of forever to read. Um, I think it was like 400 pages. It was a good book, though. I'd give it a, a 7 out of 10. The next book is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. So the teaser for this book is Poppy and Alex, Alex and Poppy. They have nothing in common. She's a wild child. He wears khakis. She's wonderless. He prefers to stay home with a book. And somehow, ever since a fateful car share home from college many years ago, they are the very best of friends. 
For most of the year, they live far apart. She's in New York City, and he's in their small hometown. But every summer for a decade, they have taken one glorious week of vacation together. Until two years ago, when they ruined everything, and they have not spoken since. Poppy has everything she should want, but she's stuck in a rut. When someone asked when she was last truly happy, she knows without a doubt it was on that ill-fated final trip with Alex. And so she decides to convince her best friend to take one more vacation together, lay everything on a table, and make it right. Miraculously, he agrees. Now she has a week to fix everything. If only she can get around the one big truth that has always stood quietly in the middle of their seemingly perfect relationship. What could possibly go wrong? This book was trending on TikTok, in Barnes & Noble, like everywhere. And I was going on vacation with my boyfriend and I was like, I don't have a book to bring with me. So I decided to just at the airport, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get this book. I heard that it was like a 10 out of 10 for most people. It was really good. Everyone enjoyed it. So I grabbed that and I read it on vacation. This is romance fiction, more adult. It has to do with a lot of travel. This book actually surprised me with its five star reviews. I would give this maybe a three and a half to a high four. It was it was good. It was really good. It was a little hard to get through, but I think the romance part of it, sort of like enemies to lovers, was so good. It was so good. I do recommend it, and I do recommend some of Emily Henry's other books. I believe one of them is called Beach Read. I heard that one was phenomenal, so... Yeah, I definitely recommend this book. I would give it a 3.5 or 4 out of 5. Or if we're talking out of 10, I'd give it like a 7.5 or 8 out of 10. The next book is another book from Taylor Jenkins Reid. As you can tell, I literally read all of her books. But I think this one tops Malibu Rising and Daisy Jones and the Six. And this book is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So the teaser is aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job, no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly at the top of the world. Her husband has left her, and her professional life is going nowhere. Regardless of why Evelyn has selected her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's luxurious apartment, Monique listens in fascination as the actress tells her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s, to her decision to leave show business in the 80s, and of course the seven husbands along the way, Evelyn unspools a tale of ruthless ambition, ex unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a very real connection to the legend, but as Evelyn's story is near its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own tragic and irreversible ways. Now let me fucking tell you, this book, 10 out of 10. It literally was the best book I think I've ever read. Actually, I said that probably about all these books, but this book was so good. So it has to do with historical and historical fiction, romance. It's a book that surrounds the LGBTQ plus community. There is a lot of drama and this book was just so good. You go through this life of Evelyn Hugo as she reaches fame and you kind of see how she transitions throughout every single year of you know fame and fortune how she changes how her mindset changes you get to really uncover the deep secrets of why she has dated seven husbands 
And, oh, it was just so good. I finished this book um, in two to three days. So, yeah, definitely recommend any of Taylor Jenkin Reid's books. The next book is also one of my favorites. It's The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson. This book, oh my god. It's thriller, mystery, sort of like a crime, fiction, and suspense. Now, Peter Swenson came out with a lot of books, but this one just stood out to me. So the teaser is, on a night flight from London to Boston, Ted Severson meets the stunning and mysterious Lily Kinter. Sharing one too many martinis, the strangers begin to play a game of truth, revealing very intimate details about themselves. Ted talks about the marriage that's going stale with his wife Miranda, who he's sure is cheating on him. Ted and his wife are a mismatch from the start. He's a rich businessman and she is the artistic free spirit a contrast that once inflamed their passion but has now become a cliche. But their game turns a little darker when Ted jokes that he could kill Miranda for what she's done. Lily, without missing a beat, says calmly, I'd like to help. After all, some people are the kind worth killing, like a lying, stinking, cheating spouse. Back in Boston, Ted and Lily's twisted bond grow stronger as they begin to plot Miranda's demise. But there are a few things about Lily's past that she has not mentioned with Ted, namely her experience in the art and craft of murder, a journey that has begun from her very precocious youth. So this is sort of a devious tale of a psychological suspense which involves sex, deception, and an accidental encounter that leads to murder. The one thing I don't like about this book is sort of how fast some of the characters come and go. Um, you don't really see some of these characters for very long in the book, which was kind of disappointing, but overall this book was amazing. You literally could not guess what happened at the end. Same with The Silent Patient. It kept you guessing. You will never ever guess what happened at the end of either of these books. Uh, I don't know. Some of the characters, are. it was just so clever how he wrote the book and kind of formed out what was going to happen chapter by chapter. I would give this book a 9 out of 10. Definitely recommend this book. I got this one on thrift books for fucking $3. It was so good. I wish there was a movie on this. The next book is He Started It by Samantha Downing. So the teaser for this book is Beth, Portia, and Eddie Morgan haven't been all together in years. And for very good reasons, but we'll get to those later. But when their wealthy grandfather dies and leaves a cryptic final message in his wake, the siblings and their respective parents must come together for a cross-country road trip to fulfill his final wish and, more importantly, secure their inheritance. But time with your family can be tough, and it is for everyone. It's even harder when you're all keeping secrets and trying to forget a memory, a missing person, an act of revenge, the man in the black truck that will not stop following your car, and especially when at least one of you is a killer and there's a body in the trunk, just to name a few reasons. But money is a powerful motivator. It is for everyone. This book had me, oh my god, it literally brain fucked me. It's a thriller, mystery, it's fiction. It's more of an adult book and you get a lot of suspense. This book took me one day to read. I just, it was so good. You will never really guess what happens at the end. And I like books like that. Like, some of the books that I have named in this episode, they're, I don't know, like, I like books that you have no clue what the ending is like, and it just, like, mind fucks you, and you're like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Reading this book, I felt suspense. I felt who is going to win their grandfather's inheritance, 
and get all that money? Are they all going to win it? Is one of them going to win it? Are they not going to win it? Like it just that question kept piling up in my head every single chapter I read. The only thing I don't like about this book is the font because it's like really weird. It's like something that I've never seen before. It's sort of like a journal entry type, I don't know, like school sort of essay font. And the chapters are like a page and a half long, which makes for a lot of fucking chapters. But overall, this book, I th I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It was super good. I just had a few things that I didn't personally enjoy or like about this book. But yeah, I do recommend it. The next book is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. This is another very popular book talk and Barnes & Noble book. So the teaser for this one is Lily hasn't always had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life that she wants. She's come a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated from college, moved to Boston, and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with a gorgeous newer surgeon named Kyle Kincaid, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Ryle is assertive, stubborn, and maybe even a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. And the way he looks in scrubs certainly doesn't hurt. Lily can't get him out of her head, but Ryle's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing. Even as Lily finds herself becoming the, the exception to his no dating rule, she can't help but wonder what made him that way in the first place. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do the thoughts of Atlas, her first love and the link to the past that she has left behind. He was her kindred spirit, her protector. When Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Ryle is threatened. So this book is romance, new adult, fiction. It has to do with sociology and abuse. And this book, my god, it was a 10 out of 10. It was so good. Usually romance books can be a little cringy, sometimes a little corny, and you're like, eh. But this book was so good. So yeah, I definitely recommend this book, and I do recommend other Colleen Hoover books, but this one is a 10 out of 10 for me. All right, so that is it for this episode. It was a little bit different than what I normally do for this podcast, but I hope you guys did enjoy, and I hope you guys got some good book recommendations if you are a bookworm like me, and I hope you guys also check out thrift books, because that will save you a shit ton of money if you just go through books so fast, so you don't have to keep buying like $20 books. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Stay elevated, babes.